Hello friends and welcome to episode 445 of the Chair Shop Podcast. Uh, we're back once again. Uh, with me is my good friend uh, Paul Griffin. Hello Paul. Hello Joe, that's me. Hello, we're back here again. Barry is not with us, he is at uh, the OTT show in Cork in Ireland. Um, I know that's where uh, Roy Keane is from. That's correct Joe. Uh, and that they talk funny. They do. I mean, relatively to the rest of, you know, that island. Um, yeah, so I hope he's having a good time, he's, but he's live live tweeting it. Yeah, he's at it right now as we record. Yeah. Uh, Speedball and Pac has apparently kicked off six minutes ago. So oh, oh. He's, he's watching the main event right, right now. Sounds good. Sounds good. Hope he's enjoying that. Get a full report next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, Paul, let's let's talk about us. Mm, more let's talk about our lives in this crazy world. Yeah. Uh, what what have you been up to? Uh, I've had quite a quiet week, Joe. Uh, oh, a week in which I in, in which I watched two football matches. Uh, oh yeah. Both bad. So we're not football's done now for the year. It's funny how it's over for the year already. Yeah. It comes well, and goes so quickly. Doesn't start, it? We st- started real good this season of the football. Yeah, uh, last two episodes haven't liked at all. Yeah, it went downhill. Yeah, I don't know what the writers are up to. Um, real bad. So I don't know. It's funny because the 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 Wolves game and the Palace game were quite similar in a sense in that we kind of controlled both games. Uh, couldn't win them though. A lot a lot of very slow passing around the kind of yeah. thirty to forty yard line. Um, nice goal by James Mind the last day. Uh, yeah, annoyed me a bit. So yeah, yeah I, I don't think we're any closer to um, climbing the uh, proverbial Premier League mountain. No, so we're still very much at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the football. I watched Chelsea versus Norwich. That was quite a fun game. I did watch that as well, and that so, was yeah, three two. It's good, good goals in that game. Yeah, and I thought it was funny because watching the Chelsea game uh, after they you know, obviously were beaten by us, drew at Leicester, and then beat very close game to Norwich. I thought these Chelsea aren't up to much. Jeez, we'll finish way ahead of them uh, before going on to lose at home to Crystal Palace. Um, so my bravado kind of got the better of me there. Yeah. Um, so we'll be no talking more anymore about the football. No, that's the end. Um, Forty golf is over for the year. Over for the year. Um, so I had a fairly busy week. Um, had Friday off because uh, it's a bank bank holiday here tomorrow. So we thought let's have a lovely four day weekend. Oh, very nice. Um, it's also the one year anniversary of uh, Michelle arriving in the United Kingdom. That is crazy. That's gone. That's, uh, that's a year already. Year already. Feels like it was only yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, Michelle seems so far away. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went out. I um, had a little uh, bit of pasta 
on the on the Thursday night. Friday, we went to see a film, mm. um, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, the new Quentin Tarantino joint. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all right. And then we had a lovely it's lovely weather this week. Yeah, summer has reappeared. It's been up up in the kind of thirty degrees. It's done the uh, Terry Funk comeback. Yeah, we thought it was gone, but now oh, here it comes with a flaming uh, <laughs> branding iron, a, ba- a bandaged up eye. Ready to take someone's eye out. Yeah. Um, so we had a lovely picnic on the park on Friday evening, mm-hmm. which is lovely. Cause it's not too busy because it's a Friday. People are at work or they've gone out, so it wasn't too busy. But it was very very nice, so we did that. Uh, and then today we had a very very busy day. We we went out early. We went to Hampton Court Palace. Which, for those who aren't familiar, is a palace in kind of south, just southwest of London, uh, most famous for being the home of one Henry VIII. I um, remember him with the six wives. Uh, he's the big fat one. Big fella, loved a, a roast. You know, to, always chewing on a big chicken leg or a something. Big, a big thigh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He lived there, had all his six wives there, and then you know did all of his royal business um so it's, it's a nice, very nice kind of palace you can walk around and they've you know have exhibits and stuff you can see what it looked like in the 1500s um it also roasting hot today must have been 32 33 right so that was nice they have really really nice kind of gardens there that you can walk around but it was just a bit too hot to be doing that which was a shame yeah and they also had a food fest on so that was good so we had some uh, nice bit of food Nice bit of grub. Uh, and they also have the Hampton Court Maze, um, which is uh, quite a well-known tourist attraction. Uh, I, went, I last went there when I was a kid, probably on like a school trip or something. Um, and I seem, I remember the maze being this, basically like the one in The Shining. Yeah. Um, like massive, massive hedgerows, and you wander around it for hours trying to find the centre. Um wasn't quite as big as I'd remembered. It was it was basically about nine hedgerows um, that we wandered around for about four or five minutes until we got to the middle. Right. Um, so still still quite good, but strange how I remembered it very very differently um, from when I was a kid. Because I remember right. us going on like an ep- an odyssey through this maze to find the middle. Uh, it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> that was good. Uh, and then we then on the way home we went through uh, Richmond Park, which is a kind of Massive, massive park just outside London or on the outskirts edge of London. Mm. Um, it's it's bloody huge, and they've got wild deer running around in there. And we saw some. Um, they weren't doing a lot because of the heat. They were all just kind of sat in a big uh, group under a tree, right. looking at us. Um, it does say like try to stay at least fifty meters away from the deer, just in case they get a bit angry. A bit uh, but uh, these these lads weren't they weren't up for any bother. Not in this heat. Nah, they were loving it. Um, yeah, so that was good. We did have to walk quite far in the heat, but we managed to survive. Got home about an hour ago. Oh. Just did time for the old chair shop podcast. So here Hello. we are. So it was, uh, it was a good good day. Fun, fun, fun had. Nice. I've got, I've got somewhere to relax. I've been planning for my upcoming birthday. Oh. Uh, which is hmm, two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, so 
just a little heads up for you. Uh, and for the listeners, I suppose. Sunday, the 8th of September, I ain't going to be around. Because I'm going out to FX Buckley for a nice, big, expensive steak that night. Right? Yeah. And then on the 10th... Of, 9th is actually my birthday. Right? And then on the 10th of September... Uh, Natty and me going for a little trip down, down to Killarney in County Ke- County Kerry. County Kerry. And we're going to stay down there for a couple of days. Oh, that's nice. And then we'll be back. So there'll probably be no podcast that week because, as I said, 8th I'm going to be away. 9th I'm going to be most likely packing for the going away the morning of the 10th. Uh, and that'll be my birthday week. So I'm, I have, I have a, the week off work. And yeah, as I said, we're going to go down to, go down to Kerry for a few days. Uh, didn't realize how expensive the old train tickets were. Ooh, uh, yes. Like, fair enough. Uh, it's like a three-hour twenty Ooh, yeah. trip from Dublin to Kerry. But um, yeah, the 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 tickets for for two of us return Dublin to Kerry, uh, one hundred and sixteen euro. <laughs> it's quite a bit of money. That is yes. Yeah. It is not cheap. No, that that's one hundred and five pounds and forty nine pence. It's a lot. That's uh, a lot. Is a lot. But hotel is booked and everything, so yeah. Looking forward to that. Will you be going to Killarney National Park? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, Killarney is is right by a big park and by a big lake and stuff. So lots yes. to uh, lots to visit and poke the old nose around that. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. Would be nice. Uh, haven't been away in a little while. Um, since must be about a year since we went to Paris last year. Oh, we need to get away. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is is saving for the house kind of uses up all the money. Um, yeah. And it's just because it's the birthday. That's kind of the. Yeah. That's the uh, the excuse to uh, to go away for a little while. So, so that's nice. I'll be. Starting my new job, uh, also from next week, which I'm also looking forward to. So it's all kind of come together right around birthday time, the old birthday magic. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, so that'd be nice. Um, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot of news. Cool. Um, have you seen any good telly this week, Paul? I have. Watched a lot of good what telly. What have you seen? What have you seen? What have you seen? seen a lot of good telly. Well, I finished. we finished watching Avatar... The Last Airbender's second season. Yeah. Which last yeah. like six episodes of that. Uh, it was very good. Had a little bit of a had a little bit of a, an Empire Strikes Back ending to it where oh my god, even though this is a kids TV show for all intents and purposes, oh, all the good guys are in trouble and all the bad guys are getting away with it. Um of course. I, I, I'm sure it'll all come good in the end, but it was a nice little cliffhanger to leave the season on. Um and that show was very good. I, I I very much enjoy it. I've started um, downloading as well the Legend of Korra, which is like the follow-up show to mm. Avatar. It's very much the Better Call Saul to Breaking Bad, which, by the way, film coming out in that for Breaking Bad. Well, oh yeah, in November or October or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, don't quite know how I feel about that, but it is what it is. Yeah, they're gonna rinse every drop out of it. Aren't they? Yeah, is Better Call Saul is still ongoing though, isn't it? I, I probably, 
I gave up after season two. I, I, I watched season one, and then I just never got back to it. I, I believe, and I think I've said this before on the show, I believe it's held in very high regard. Like, it's, it's got very, very good. But I just I couldn't get into that first season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and so that's what it is. Um, so that was the main, the main bit of what I watched. Uh, so I've got that finished now. We'll try and power through season three. And then I also have Adventure Time that I need to finish as well. Haunting of Hill House, and then we should be all caught up probably by the end of September. Oops. I'll probably load some stuff on the old tablet and bring that down for yeah. uh, the evenings in Killarney that after we go out and eat and all that come back yeah. watch a bit of the telly and that you know yeah, 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 yeah. it's relaxed that's what we did in, <laughs> when we were in Italy in 2016 mm. we watched the entire first season of uh, Stranger Things because it had just come out yeah, yeah. Um, never watched any more Stranger Things after that funny enough but uh I remember, yeah, I remember very, very much being there and watching that of an evening. So that was fun as well. Yeah, why not? Why not? Do you know what you tell yourself, no? Um, no. Um, oh, actually, wait, we did. I think it was, when was it? God, I can't remember. Must have been a week ago. We watched the second series of uh, Derry Girls. All right. On your, um, on your 4 OD there. Uh-huh. Um, it's annoying because it got adverts on it, but, you know, what, what can you do? Mm. Um... That was that was good. That was very funny, very funny girls, very funny bunch of girls, and um, no, especially the final episode was very funny as well. Have you seen? You've watched it, haven't you? No, Barry has. I've never watched any of it. You've never watched it? Oh dear, no, dear, dear, oh dear, oh dear, Paul. I know, I know. I won't spoil it for you, but the, the final episode of the second season is really, really good, okay. and just great '90s soundtrack as well. <laughs> everything you'd want Good. from like Gangster's Paradise to the, the the Cranberries to like 90s dance classics brilliant brilliant soundtrack so definitely definitely watch that uh, watch that next okay it's all, it's all added to the list um, I also watched the list. I also watched um, the fifth and final part of that series I mentioned a few weeks ago on YouTube, that lad who's just walking across Wales in a straight line. Oh, yeah. So, Wales, man. Yeah, so that was great. Um, he's going to do some more stuff like that, which I'm very much into watching. So yep. happy happy to see that there's more coming. But uh, again, if people want to check it out, it's Geo Wizard on YouTube. Uh, I think the videos are called like Walking Across a Country in a Straight Line. And there's five parts. The whole thing is probably two and a half hours mm. two hours 45 uh, well worth a watch very very fun who, who is he just some what's bloke his, what's his game but is he a writer or something or a no he's just a guy who do you know that do you know that game uh, GeoGuessr no online it's a game that uses Google Maps oh you have to guess you have to guess where, where you are, are. Yeah. Right, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. does that and then he I don't know for some reason decided to do this kind of adventure video oh, fair enough it's great yeah he's just on his own yeah it's funny watching it because of who he is rather than it being some kind of Bear Grylls expert type he kind of makes these buffoon buffoonish decisions along the way and 
he's like woefully underprepared for it, which kind of adds to the mm. the fun of it all. But um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that. It's over now, so unfortunately, I don't have something to watch of a Tuesday anymore. Maybe he'll do another country. Well, he's announced his next one is oh, Malta. Uh, no, for getting from Geneva to Bratislava. That's age, isn't it? Yeah. They have 10 days to do it. And it won't be just walking, obviously. It'll be whatever means necessary, but without without paying for travel or accommodation. Oh, so he's going to punts off people. Sleep in sheds and stuff, yeah. Sleep in... <laughs> like, like... Uh, anyway, that's a reference no one gets. Um... <laughs> okay, well, glad you're enjoying that. Well, I got your reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so a bit, a bit of game golf for us, Paul. Yeah. You've been playing the games, I've heard. I've been playing a little tablet game. Um, so. Do you know when you watch a video on YouTube on your like phone sometimes, and it'll go like, well, before you watch your video, here's an ad for yeah. a game you might enjoy sure, playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reason, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one that came up, and I actually looked at it and thought, you know... That actually looks like a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. So it's called uh, Balls Breakout. Balls Breakout. Although when you open it up, it's called Ball Block on the title right. screen. So I don't know which one it is. One or the other. And it's one of those games where it's a little bit like Bubble Bobble, where you just are kind of trying to shoot your little ball and knock as many of the blocks away and then go play a bit of a puzzle game with that. Uh, it's a bit crack, I suppose. It's not much good, but it's fun to watch uh, when you angle your, your shot quite well and it'll knock a load of the uh, the bricks and it's very satisfying. Uh, but that's... It's otherwise not a particularly good game. Um, more importantly, I've been playing that Assassin's Creed DLC that I got the other week. And uh, that is a lot of fun. Um... One of the problems I had with Assassin's Creed was um, that it was very repetitive, as I'd mentioned, right? Yeah. Specifically in relation to um, the exploration and, uh, you know, having the same, like, four things to do endlessly. Uh, because of the DLC is using the existing map, uh, it definitely has less of that as a problem. In the sense of, it's not so exploration heavy. It's just very story based, yeah. and it, it, it and it is a lot of fun. So I, I'm about um oh, fucking oinkers. I'm about um I would say ten hours or so in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, really, really enjoy it. So that was a, a good a good little purchase for me. Oh, nice. Um. And some of the stories are like real fun as well, like real like funny. There's there's one bit where you you go to this town, right? And someone who is claiming to be you has um been to that town mm. and kind of not brainwashed people, but got them thinking that like they have to live their lives a certain way and yeah, so on and so forth. And um you have people like throwing themselves off cliffs thinking their horse is like a pegasus and acting all crazy and you go then to finally confront this person who's been acting like acting acting as you because you, you, in the game you're known as the eagle bearer you have like an eagle that you carry around with you 
and you find this person, and he's got, he's got a chicken. And uh, it's just a very a very wacky, very fun little quest line. And that's the kind of stuff that I was hoping DLC would be more full of and not so full of stuff like, you know, boring exploration, etc., etc. So, uh, yeah, very pleased with it. As I said, about 10 hours in, hopefully I'll get somewhere in the range of, I don't know, like, yeah, 20, 30 hours and I'd be satisfied. I don't really need it to be much longer than that. Um, so, yeah, very happy, very happy customer. Yes, uh, I've been... Um Oh, sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, I've also been playing some um, Super Mario Maker in the week. Um, not not, not in any great, um, to any great extent, like, I just just picking it up and playing a few, uh, you know, creative levels and having a bit of crack with that. Okay. It's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I've been playing um, Cookie Clicker. They finally created an, an app version of it. Yeah. Um, so I started playing that online about, I don't know, five, six years ago it came out. Uh-huh. Had that running for, <laughs> for five or six years, but finally installed the app. So that's my new, that's my new obsession. Right. Uh, to go along with Eggs Incorporated. Okay. Now, I'm just, I just play these idle games. Well, I, me- I remember you, you gave... You don't really do anything. <laughs> I, re- gonna... I remember you gave Egg Inc. your, like, game of the year last year. The year yeah, a couple of years in a row, yeah. Egg Inc. I don't know if it'll get it this year. Hmm. I've made a lot of updates to it, which I'm not happy oh, with. Oh, you're not pleased with it? Yeah, I made it a lot kind of harder and a lot more, I think. Oh, dear. Um, freemium, like you need to, you need to sort of pay now to, to get stuff. Um, so we'll see what, what happens. Probably still up for Game of the Decade, to be honest, but... <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, so that's me. That's, um, that's game gamey guff. Let's, let's talk about some movies, because I know... You've seen a fair few movies. I have. I, w- I watched eight movies this week. You watched eight movies? Since... Well, when eight. did we do our podcast? Was, was it possible? Yeah. Eight movies. In a week. Yeah. And you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did. I'll be interested. Which I think all three of us have seen. We've all, we've all seen it. Barry obviously not here, but I, I think out. he's seen it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll kick us off with a couple of... A uh, couple of your movies, and then we'll get to... Uh, well, I'll quickly run through the ones that are of, let's say, less importance. Um, yeah. So I mentioned the other week about the Jackass movies being like a fa- a favorite of mine, kind of a, a popcorn, easy sit down to watch favorite, right? Yeah. So I had watched Jackass the first um, last week, so I watched Jackass two this week, and I like I like I, and I like it a lot. <laughs> um. I think it's kind of more crass than the first one. I think the first one I I prefer because I, I always like Jackass as a kind of innocent, I hate to use that word because it's really not, but the kind of the more innocent and the stupider it is, I find the more I enjoy it. And the crasser and kind of I don't want to say mean-spirited, but the more kind of like that it is, the less I'm into it. Um, But uh, yeah, Jackass 2 good fun watch a little bit more extreme than the first one um but as i said a a, a, a bit of bu- a bubblegum movie that i can kind of just stick on not have to commit much in this in the way of brain power to it and yeah. and yet enjoy it a lot um i then watched some of the i mean some of all of the uh cky 
movies. The CKY movies are kind of the precursor to Jackass. And there's four of those which were recently remastered into high definition. So I watched uh, all four of those back to back. To be fair, some of them are they're all they're all about an hour long. So it only took me about four hours to watch all four of the films. Um, again, how much how much you like them will depend on how much you get the kind of group dynamics. And again, some of it is very simple and innocent and you know childish. And then some of it is a bit more uh, to that kind of mean-spirited, grotesque, gross-out humor. Which, again, that's kind of the weaker part of it. But they're all quite fun. Uh, so let's get to the real movies then. right? Let's get to the Come on. Let's get to the fucking meat of the story. So I watched uh, Long Shot, which is a movie, that, a movie that came out this year with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Oh, where yeah. she plays the Secretary of State of the United States, and he's kind of a schlubby stoner. What? Seth Rogen played that role? <laughs> what? He's like Russell Brand, where he just plays himself in every movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but he's like a, he's like a, a a very liberal kind of activist journalist, right? And they have a childhood connection where they they had kind of met and had a. Not had a relationship, but they had they, they knew each other from when they were kids, and they they kind of are reunited through a series of events, which leads to a surprising and unexpected romance. So it's kind of like uh, a rom com, but it's closer, I guess, tonally to something like what Seth Rogen typically does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that. I found it like that funny. Um, I don't know whether it was just the time that I watched it. I didn't really connect to it because mm. I, wh- while I was watching it, I kind of objectively thought, you know, I think this is a well-made film, but I didn't find it that funny. Um, Rogan, I don't know whether it's just because he was stoned or whatever. But he kind of just slept, sleepwalked his way through it. I thought Charlize Theron was good, but she's always kind of good. She's always kind of charming and funny. Um, so, you know, it was all right. Um, it's not something I would kind of go out of my way to watch unless you're a big Rogan fan or a big, uh, Charlize fan, but it was okay. It, it, I, I, um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. was in it and he was quite funny. Uh, Ice Cube's son, for those not in the know. Um, but yeah, it was kind of only okay. I don't know. It got quite critically well received when it came out, which is why I why I checked it out. But um, uh, I I guess I expected it to be funnier, or I expected it to be more unique. But it was just kind of, as I said, what what you expect from those Seth Rogen style films. It was just another mm-hmm. one of those. Um, I then watched Aquaman. So Aquaman obviously is the. Uh, the DC superhero played by Jason Momoa. And I watched this in the lead up to watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? right? And I expected that my enjoyment of one would be <laughs> all the way up here. <laughs> motions with hand. And I expected oh, yeah. the enjoyment of the other one would be all the way down here. Motions with hand. Uh, I wonder what you switch. 
Uh, well, funnily enough, they, they, they were far closer in enjoyment to what I thought they were going to be. So, Aquaman, I expected another kind of dreary, boring, overly wrought kind of DC film in the mold of your Man of Steel, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, Justice League, mm. etc. Right? Um, I actually found it to be quite fun. It is very long, but um, but I watched it in like installments on my way uh, into work and out of work, so I didn't really feel the length. So that wasn't really a problem for me. Uh, I thought Jason Momoa. I expected him to be kind of like a big stiff, um, but actually he was quite funny. <laughs> Not a big stiff cock, Joe. Big stiff cock, man. Um, you're listening to the Graham Norton podcast. Um, I expected him, like I said, to be a big stiff, but he was actually quite funny and actually quite good. Right. It's got a, a lot of good casting for this kind of movie where you have like Dolph Lundgren is in it and uh, William mm-hmm. Dafoe is in it. Okay. And actors who are <laughs> who have names but who have histories of being kind of dumb or in dumb movies. Sure. So it kind of worked there as well. Uh, Amber Heard was the only real like <laughs> really rubbish performance in it. She is dreadful. Mm. Okay. Everyone else was kind of good and kind of fun and it, and it kind of worked, you know. Um, the plot is obviously horrifically stupid. Um, mm. But I couldn't help but kind of enjoy it despite itself. Um, the closest I can say is, you know, there's bits of it that reminded me of stuff like Pacific Rim and things of that nature. Uh, there's bits of There's big bits of it where I felt like I was watching The Phantom Menace. Uh, the, the, let's say the the worst bits where specifically the the scene in Phantom Menace where they go to the Gungan underwater sea uh, there's like an hour of this film where you feel like you're watching Phantom Menace where everything is just people on green screens Um, so I wouldn't say it's great or anything but I enjoyed it far more than I expected to so I'll, I'll give Aquaman a thumbs up Um, they definitely did it the right way yeah and you have to acknowledge as well the fact that they're going into Aquaman kind of anchored or handcuffed by the fact that... <laughs> anchored. To the fact that Aquaman's character is inherently lame anyway. And I think they did a good job to make him kind of a cool character. <laughs> um, I mean, that's true. But then you look at a lot of the Marvel movies. Um, some of those characters, you think like Ant-Man... Oh, I see he's a man who's an ant. What? Look. But you know, they they they've taken what a kind of wacky comic book characters and made them into something really interesting. Made so, them work. Yeah. You know, I don't think Aquaman's that bad uh, in the grand scheme of things. Like, I, I mean, it's true, but Aquaman, I think, is more of known as kind of a joke. Yeah. In in, in the comic book. Atmosphere. I think it's because he's in the same gang as like Batman and Superman. Yeah. And it's like it's like oh, hang on. It's like when Paul Roma joined the Four Horsemen. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's Aquaman. Very much so. Um, yeah. But no, the film was actually it was actually all right. I, I would say not maybe not quite as good as Wonder Woman, um, but definitely not a, the the bore fest that I that I had expected. Yeah. Um, Speaking of bore fests, 
See, this is a funny one because <laughs> I read Barry's Barry's obviously little not here. Barry Li- did a review. Little Barry Murf- Murfkins. He's also seen this movie. He's not here to discuss it with us. Once upon a time in Hollywood, the new um, Tarantino movie. Um, do you want to quickly maybe go through Jackie Brown before we talk about the new one? Um, I think I'll do it after, okay. just to, just because I watched it afterwards to to kind of revisit it. So all three of us have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. The new Tarantino film. Uh, what did you make of it, Joe? Well, go- going into this film, I was really, really hyped. Because I, I thought, Tarantino, Hollywood, the 60s, Charles Manson, Brad Pitt, DiCaprio, you know, Margot Robbie. I'm like, yes, this is going to be amazing. I was really, really anticipating it. And that is the first, I think it's the first Tarantino film I've seen at the cinema probably since Kill Bill Volume 1. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of the others. Um, yeah, it's the first one I went to see in Sorry Me Weekend. I kind of felt like straight away, even in the first few scenes, that something wasn't quite right, or wasn't sitting that well uh, with it for me. I think the scenes with Al Pacino... And DiCaprio and Pitt near the beginning, just just something wasn't quite right. It was I just wasn't getting it, and I kind of sat throughout the the sort of near three hours of the film, um, really enjoying certain moments of it, enjoying the kind of the feel and the look of it a lot, but also kind of thinking when's something going to happen, or when's it going to actually kind of really kick into gear, uh, and it and it didn't. Um, even to the point where there was quite long sort of dialogue scenes that weren't, that didn't have any really interesting dialogue in. And Tarantino was obviously known for that kind of very hyper real dialogue. And, and in the past, he at least had the decency when he did a very kind of long self-indulgent dialogue scene to make the dialogue really kind of quirky and witty and interesting. Whereas here, I just felt that the characters were just having a chat for long <laughs> periods of time. Um, as the movie went on, I kept really like wanting to, to love it. And there were only kind of fleeting sort of moments where I did. And overall, I was, I was quite disappointed um, with what it ended up being, which is a shame because I like really like a lot of the actors in it. And I really love the kind of the, the era and the feel and the concept. Um, but overall, I, I felt kind of sort of disappointed. Mm. Um. um. Well, when when I I obviously saw the cinema as well, same as you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think my feelings are quite close to yours. Um, after uh, having seen the last three Tarantino's, which I I'm a very big fan of, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight. Um, really enjoyed all of them. So I was I was hyped for this, as as you said. Mm. And I remember sitting in the cinema and having a kind of moment, I would say probably around 45 minutes in, where I did think to myself, like, am I even enjoying this film? (laughs) I don't think I was. Like, um, It's funny, though, because since I've seen it, right, the more I think about it, the more I kind of like it. Mm. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a grower. I wonder if it's going to be something that you kind of sit on for a while come back to with an understanding of what it what it is 
uh, and watch it again that I might enjoy it more. And I think it's because it's it's I th- I think it's one of the least Tarantino esque films that he's done. It's it's not very dialogue heavy. Mm. It's it's more kind of visual. There's there's lots of external shots of just like the streets and yeah the Hollywood as it was in the sixties. Um, I mean there there's a, there is a lot of dialogue. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah. Having just watched Inglorious Bastards the week before, it's like every scene is just dialogue, 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 yeah. dialogue. Say, same with stuff like Hateful Eight. Uh, it's just them in a in a like oh. cabin <laughs> talking for three hours. Yeah, uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. It's just constant dialogue, constant, constant, constant. And this one is a lot more kind of restrained with that. There, there's not so much dialogue as there typically is. Yeah. It felt a lot more to me like a film... I mean, bits of it felt to me like Taxi Driver, um, and bit, bits of it felt to me kind of more Coen Brothersy and less Tarantino-y. Mm. Um, there were bits of it that I loved, um, mm. and there were, <laughs> but I, I didn't love the film though. And there were bits of it that I did kind of think, like, "What are we doing here? <laughs> What's happening?" I mean, as you said, I think that I think Al Pacino could have been cut out of the film completely. Um. Which were all the opportunities? Pacino, like, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I think he's he's one of, I think Pacino generally at this stage is almost a parody of himself. So when he turned up yeah. with his little glasses on and his little beard, I I I didn't really think <laughs> yeah. myself. I I didn't think to myself, oh here's here's a renowned actor, you know Al Pacino. I did think, oh here's that silly old man who goes, oh Al Pacino, she got a great ass. And, and you're know, all the way up I, 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 I wonder whether someone who is a little bit less of a, a big presence like him would, would have suited it better um, it's the point of that character really I, I don't know it's very fucking long as well it's, it, it's a film that you definitely feel like you've been in the cinema for four hours and it's still yeah, going and giving up yeah you lean on one cheek to give the other one a rest. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not unlike Tarantino's appearance in Django Unchained, lots of it are flabby and unnecessary. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I wanted to love it. I didn't. Uh, I went like a 7 out of 10, I think, which is, aside from Kill Bill, might be the lowest score I've given any of the Tarantino mm. films I think I think when I I've only watched you're about to talk about Jackie Brown obviously I've only seen Jackie Brown once mm. and I I didn't love it I felt kind of similar to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that a lot of it was just kind of too ponderous and too slow for me mm. but I might I might need to give it a rewatch to properly get it because I, I did like Pam Greer and I did like Sam Jackson in it for the, the yeah. small amount he was in but like um I remember vividly in Jackie Brown, there's the one scene where she's kind of walking around the supermarket. And I remember watching that and thinking, right, I, I, I get the scene setting, but can we, can we please move on to something here? Uh, and I felt like that almost during the entirety of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, that being said, like I, I really enjoyed the the bits where like DiCaprio was shooting the Western stuff like i enjoyed all of that i quite liked a lot of the stuff that was probably could have been cut out 
to me was actually like the most enjoyable stuff, which is strange because you think really this shouldn't belong in the movie, but actually like, even the thing with Bruce Lee as well, yeah, it was completely silly and pointless, but it was actually at least somewhat entertaining um, relative to a lot of it. And on the other hand, obviously we won't spoil anything, but on the other hand, the big kind of climactic scene I thoroughly enjoyed. I was like the entire cinema was in hysterics laughing and I thought it was great. But in retrospect, I kind of think is is too silly for mm. uh, like I, I do want my Tarantino films to have a certain level of, of taking themselves seriously. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood towards the end really doesn't and I think although I really enjoyed the time uh, looking back at it I think it goes kind of over the line in terms of silliness it goes a little bit too silly mm. um, so a mixed bag I think mixed bag um, so I watched Jackie Brown afterwards um, when when we got home and um, I haven't seen it in quite a while but it was one of you know Tarantino film that I really like yeah. And it's, there are a lot of similarities with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in that it's the least kind of Tarantino-y movie um, that he's made in terms of the kind of the dialogue and the, the sort of usual uh, cliches that it will wheel out. Yeah. Um, because it's, you know, it's adapted from a novel. Um, I think he, kept, he actually kept quite close to the, the story of the novel and some of the dialogue and things like that. Um but I think what's different about the movie, and I read a quote from Tarantino in the trivia section of Jackie Brown, which I tweeted earlier today. Um, and it was about him saying that Jackie Brown's like a hangout movie um, and comparing it to Rio Bravo and saying that, you, you know, the first time you watch it, fine. But actually, the more you watch it, the more you enjoy it because you just enjoy hanging out with the characters. Right. Um, rather than thinking about kind of the plot and the twists and everything. Um and I, I think that's what he tried to do with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He didn't really particularly care about telling a kind of intricate plot, um, kind of twists and unexpected moments. It's a kind of hangout movie where you just rewatch it and rewatch it and you enjoy hanging out with Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's characters yeah. and seeing kind of Sharon Tate, you know, going barefoot around Hollywood and Golden Era and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think the only difference is that Jackie Brown actually did have like a very kind of clear, um, suspenseful plot, you know, about a kind of robbery that actually gave you something to be interested in while you were sort of hanging out with the characters as well. Mm. Um, so it wasn't just the movie where the characters kind of, you know, putzing around and, and, you know, chatting about things. Um, I still think that's a really good, one of his kind of best movies just because of the, the kind of themes of it as well is quite sort of great. It's not just a sort of revenge movie or a, you know, one of the very kind of playful, silly movies. Like it does get into themes about like um, having to start over and how hard that gets as you get older and all these kind of things. Um, so that's why I still really enjoy that movie. And I think it does hold up really well on a rewatch. Um, but it was an interesting kind of comparison between the two. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Have you seen I, all the Tarantino movies? Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I, I'm still two, two down. Uh, well, I never watched Kill Bill Volume 2 because oh, okay. I didn't enjoy Volume 1 at all. Yeah. Uh, never seen Death Proof either. Death Proof's probably the one I enjoyed most um, since his first three. Yeah. Since those first kind of three really good movies. 
because um, it was just a very it was very tight because he because of the whole grindhouse thing. Yeah, I think they kept it. It was like supposed to be like eighty minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. so they could get the two movies into the same thing. And so because of that, he kept it really kind of tight, and it wasn't full of sort of baggy like boring unnecessary scenes. Well, that's what's great about Reservoir Dogs as well. It's like yeah. ninety, yeah, one minutes or something. When he was less sort of self indulgent, yeah. or less able to be self indulgent. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, so, w- one one final thought I had about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is yeah. obviously Brad Pitt reminds me a lot physically how he looks of Robert Redford in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, when he was playing the the Western character with the long hair and the mustache, uh, he reminded me a lot of Matt Berry. <laughs> oh God! I uh, yeah. <laughs> Can Leonardo DiCaprio act? I'm not still not really sure. Oh, I thought he was good. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I'm still not. Whenever I see him, he just does the same facial expressions in every movie. Maybe. I I I, I don't know. I kind of like watching him. Mm. I just don't think he's a particularly good actor. I I I, 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 I quite. I think I quite enjoyed all the performances in. in I don't think he, in this one. Yeah. Apart from maybe Pacino. Yeah. But sure. Look. There you go. Okay. That's that's the movies. Um, mm. Hope you enjoyed that. And if anyone has seen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, please get in touch and give us your give us your thoughts. Maybe you loved it. Maybe you hated it. Let us know mm-hmm. through the usual usual channels. Um, have we got any emails? Yes, Paul, we do. You've we got do. a couple, have you? Do you want to run through yours? I have two. Uh, first one's from El Hijo del Scott McAvoy. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, he says, good evening, Paul. Congrats on the new promotion. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, Don't go on about uh, it. He says, congrats on your promotion, but the frequency you're getting promoted has me wondering, do you keep getting promoted because of the Dilbert principle? If you don't know what that oh. is, that's where a company keeps promoting someone to get them out of the way of the people who actually get things done. <laughs> you keep getting promoted to a new department. Are they just Are they just trying to keep you out of the way? Well, what? It's very disrespectful, Scott. Um, if that's what it is, they're moving me into a very interesting position where I, I have far more influence than I do currently, so it's a bit of a weird way the, to do The it. reason uh, Paul Griffin gets promoted is because he keeps grabbing the fucking brass ring, Scott. Brother. Not like these moaning millennials. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Uh, every day. No, Mr. No Day's off. It's my eighth promotion in eight years. Yeah, so, so, so take that. Uh, everyone else I work with. Um... He also wonders if it's time to rename the podcast. Uh, Joe doesn't watch wrestling. You won't watch WrestleMania next year. And Barry, I don't watch wrestling. Barry only watches local wrestling shows. Maybe Guffshot podcast. Well, I mean, Joe, you watch the AE dub. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually going to see a little promotion next week called uh, New Japan uh, Professional Wrestling, Scott. That's so, stick that in your pipe and smoke. Speaking it. of, by the way, uh, how come it's not on the New Japan uh, network yet? And I know, obviously, it's not happened, but like <laughs> Super Junior Cup is on now, right? Super Junior Cup. Super yeah. J Cup. Yeah. Uh, Super they're not streaming it. 
nor is the video on demand ready yet. It's in the like schedule for September. And it's like, sorry, lads. Is this the year 2019 or, or what's happening? Why is the show not up on your little on-demand service yet? Fucking OTT have their shows up four days later. Why can New Japan not have it? Lazy mm. Japanese bastards. Oh, he's having a go. Well, I want to watch the show. I can't. Well, no need for the racism. What was, the, what was racist? You called them Japanese bastards. They are Japanese. Well. I called them lazy bastards from Japan. Mm. Yeah, just just be careful. <laughs> I'm like what happened to Danny Baker? One wrong tweet and yeah, well he tweets his show. Mm, he can't now. He's now he's now he's doing podcasts. That's how low he sunk. Yeah, well, you know, coming to the WWE Network in fucking 2020. Yeah. More about that later. Um, so anyway, we're not renaming it because I watch AEW and yes, they do four pay per views a year, but that's how many there should be. I yeah. shouldn't have to watch a pay per view more than once every three months. And I won't watch WrestleMania, but I watch I watched nineteen G one shows. Thank you. In the last month, we're, we're watching res- we're professional wrestling. Yeah, we're not watching. It's not we're not part of the WWE though. podcast network, and we never will be. No, no, I, I don't care how much money Vince throws at us. No, unless no. it's unless it's uh, we're, we're anyway. Uh, <laughs> we're very much the John. Unless Mark it's more than about three hundred quid. <laughs> And I sell my soul to the devil himself. Um, um, anyway, Scott also gives us a pick one. Hold on. Uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. So, Inception, Mad Max Fury Road, but also Sucker Punch. Uh, also Venom. I'm going to throw mm-hmm. in myself there. Uh, Josh Brolin, No Country for Old Men, Old Boy. Well, that stinky new old boy, not the original one. Uh, and also Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Or Benedict Cumberbatch, 12 Years a Slave. Uh, Ticker, Taylor, Sailor, hmm. Uh, but also Zoolander too. Have a great week. And again, congrats on the promotion. Thank you very much, Scott. Um, well, I'm going to say, as I said, the I don't believe Josh Brown is in the original, old boy. So I'm, I'm going to discount that. And mm-hmm. I'm also going to point out that I actually quite like Zoolander too. And I realize I'm on an island with that. But... Uh, Okay. I I think I'm even though I I really disliked Venom. I think Inception and Mad Max Fury Road are probably two of the top five films of the decade. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'm tending to lean towards Mr. Hardy. Um, Josh Brolin's very good, but you know I, I, Thanos as well. You can also include the Avengers movies in there. Cumberbatch. I can see myself getting very tired of Cumberbatch very quickly. Yeah. And his little Sherlock face. Um, yeah. I'll go for Tom Hardy's in some of my favourite films. Yeah. He's in um, Layer Cake. He's in uh, Mad Max, as you mentioned. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, Dun- Dunkirk's good. Locke. Oh, Locke, of course. Oh. Which I, I, he's also in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. And he is Spy. in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, so yeah. I've got to go for I've got to Hardy. We go for old, old Hardy. Oh, Marty! Ooh, burn! Mask! Uh, my other email is from Shane Brennan. He says, Hi, Paul. Hope you're well. Well, I'm a little bit allergic at the moment, but I'm alright. Uh, got a bit of music up for you this week. It's Originals, the posthumous demo album from Prince. 
that was released in June. It mostly features songs written by the man himself for artists across a wide variety of genres. So there's quite an eclectic mix of tunes here, which makes it a very easy album to get through. Aside from some minor recording issues with some of the last handful of songs, which sounds a wee bit messy, I absolutely loved it. And it's far and away my favourite album of the year so far. Thanks for taking my email. Hope you have a good weekend, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Uh, well, I did listen to Originals by Prince. I was I had no idea of its existence until Shane emailed me about it. Got it up on Spotify. There's uh, quite a few versions of it on Spotify. There's like deluxe editions that have bonus tracks. There's versions that have the original tracks and the cover ones that were done by the various bands mm. um there are tracks on it that i didn't realize were you know obviously were i didn't realize were written by prince and performed by other people so obviously the biggest one i would say manic monday by uh who did manic mondays it wasn't the bangles was it yeah 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 um the prince version of that is like very good it's qu- quite similar i think i don't think the bangles exactly uh you know, rewrote or redesigned the wheel with it. But uh Yeah, I, I kind of agree with, with um Shane. I don't think I would necessarily be a huge Prince guy anyway. Yeah. Not not through any, you know, preference. I just haven't really been that exposed to Prince's music. So this is kind of aside from obviously the, the big hits that you, you hear all the time. Uh so this is kind of dipping my toe into the, the Prince back catalogue and uh yeah I did really like it. It it definitely has that you know, 80s sound to it, which is a sound that I do enjoy. And I thought some of the songs were, were particularly catchy. Let me get the old track list up here and give a couple of recommendations from it. Um, I always feel that the the Sinead O'Connor Nothing Compares to You is so drilled into my head that when I hear any other version of it that it sounds weird. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the Prince, that that is the one track specifically that is very different from the the original. Uh, Jungle Love on there, I thought was very good. Manic Monday, obviously. Uh, 100 Miles an Hour, I quite liked. Holly Rock, I really liked. Um, What else? (laughs) Gigolos Get Lonely too. I think it's quite good. Yeah, I think it's a a very good album. Uh, I wouldn't have been aware of it if it wasn't for Shane's recommendation, so thanks very much for that, Shane. And... uh, if you haven't heard it, or if you're into Prince and you didn't weren't aware that it came out, definitely worth a listen. Uh, and as Shane said, a very easy listen, very easy to get through. Jesus Christ! Baron Corbin making his entrance there. Um, so there are my two emails. Thanks to Scott and to Shane. Okay, I have an email from Scott as well. He says. Um, Names and gaming update. Good evening, Joe. Last week you had a small conversation about a name that made you chuckle. In my, in my, I don't remember that was. Do you remember that? Uh, what a conversation about a name that made, made you chuckle. We immediately forget everything as soon as the show is over. So, um, in my line of business, I see a lot of great names. Two of my favourites that have stuck with me were a teacher named Candy Apples. Uh, I've been calling her Crandall. And the wife of a guy whose name was Demi Ho. Hmm. That's, that's unfortunate. Um, sorry I haven't emailed in lately. Work has gotten really busy. My last three weeks have been 82 hours, 82 and a half hours, and 75 hours. I didn't know there was that many hours in a week. I, I'm not awake for that many hours a week, to be honest. <laughs> and this week looks like it's going to be another. 
Uh, thanks for the entertainment and have a great week. Well, Scott, hope, hopefully these podcasts hope you get through those long weeks. Mm. Um, I would suggest, um, this isn't really your thing, but try joining a union because it sounds like they're overworking you. Um, or maybe he's getting paid ridiculous overtime. Who knows? But um, yeah, be careful, Scott. Working too hard can lead to uh, badness, bad health. Uh, speaking of funny names, though, that was a conversation that came up at work. Uh, I'm after just realizing, by the way, in a, a bit of a non secular, that I, I am wearing my underwear back to front. Well, I assume so. so. <laughs> Let's just say I reached around the back uh, and found <laughs> found the old. I'm not wearing Y fronts, obviously, but the old Y design the there. And I was like, "Oh, that shouldn't be." Um, yeah, we were having a conversation about funny names, not of like pe- people that would anyone would know or anything, but two yeah. names that came up uh, were uh, Dick Balls, which is a good one, and a Serbian name. Dushan, sorry, my nose went funny when I said it. <laughs> Dushan Mandic. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'm sure it would be pronounced Mandic, but Mandic. not as funny when you say it that way. Nah, uh, say Mandic. <laughs> Dushan sure Mandic. I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't mind. There you go. Uh, was there a question to the email, <laughs> or was that it? No, I think just a comment on funny names and working too much. Um, what else? I guess we suppose should finish with some wrestling. Well, I have a twenty questions for you if you want to quickly do it. Oh, hang on! And I did the last one. No, let me. No, s- yeah, but this is it, why. Yeah. Well, you, oh, need- you just said, can't you just tell me what it is, and <laughs> I'll get you to drink. <laughs> <laughs> now this came up in the week because I was chatting to my brother. We were watching NXT, and uh, a conversation came up about something that obviously I won't. Say because it might give it away. A conversation came up about something and a specific person in the wrestling business, and I could not for the life of me remember who it is. And we broke into an unexpected impromptu 20 questions to see if I could get it. And I tell you what, I struggled. So I'm going to see if you can get this. If you can do better than me, I'm not going to get it. Uh, I don't know. You might easily get it. I, I. I just had a complete, like... You had a blank. Blank on it. Okay. So I'll give you 20 questions, Joe, to work out who this mystery this mystery person is. Okay. Um, are they still... Are they... It's <laughs> going well. Are, are they um, an active wrestler? Yes. Are they currently contracted to WWE? Yes. Okay, so they're in WWE, then I'll sit down. Okay. Um, are they currently on the NXT brand? Uh, yes. Okay, it's easy. Easy peasy. Um, are they American? No. Okay, so an NXT person who's not a Yankee doodle. Um, are they... Oh... Can I just clarify, when I said, are they in NXT, were you including NXT UK, the whole of NXT, or did you? I would include NXT UK and NXT as being the NXT brand. Just yeah. the whole NXT thing, okay. Well, you, you didn't specifically say, no, you I said, said on, NXT. on the NXT brand, so I would consider NXT Okay, UK. yeah, sub subsection of the brand. 
Okay. Um, so you said they are, they're not American. Okay. Are they on NXT UK? Yes. Ooh, baby. Um, okay. So, who is on NXT UK? I've never actually watched it. This is, this is a tricky one. Um, is this person a man? It is a man. Okay, so a man on NXT UK. They can only be about seven or eight. <laughs> Dead of them. Yeah. Um, okay, are they English? Uh, they're not English. Okay. Are they Scottish? They are Scottish born. Or Scottish. let's say Scottish nationality, yes. Scottish nationality. Okay, so you've got Wolfgang, um you've got some is he from? Okay, you've got you got Wolfie, you've got Gnome Dar. You've got the two co- coffees. And who else is uh, I'll think of any other Scotchman. Um thinking what is it? Is it one of those? Um Hmm. Now how can I narrow these people down? They're all just or just random Scots. Um, I, I don't know any discernible characteristics of these people, apart from Noam Dar. Were they in the um, Cruiserweight? Um, the original, whatever that was called. <laughs> the Cruiserweight Classic. The Cruiserweight Classic. Wait, was Noam Dar even in that? Hang on, scrap that question. Okay. Um, um, uh, you do have 12 questions left so that's 12 questions left. I could just ask the name of each of them don't I? no wait am I allowed to guess no if you, if you guess I wrong can't guess. okay yeah. do they have a beard uh, they do have a beard okay so it's not Nandar um, do he not have a beard no, Dar doesn't have a beard, does he? Never a beard. Not a significant beard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not a significant one then. Okay. Um, does this person have <laughs> a brother that is um, also signed to the NXT UK brand? Uh, I don't think so. No. Um, okay. Did this person compete in the original um, WWE UK tournament? No. Tw- 2017. What? No. But that's all the Scottish people. Well, I said he does not have a he does not have a significant beard. Does not have a significant. Oh wait, you say didn't have a doesn't have a beard. 
not as significant. Well, you asked if they have a beard. He does. Does he have a big bushy beard? No, he don't have it. No, like Wolfgang. <laughs> no, he does not. He has a little beard, not a significant one. All right, we have to Google Noam Dar now to see if he's got a beard. He's got. He's clean shaven. Oh, right, he's got. Sometimes he has a beard. Sometimes he doesn't. Noam Dar, he's unfortunate. Um, is this person? Um, as well as being Scottish, uh, of Israeli nationality. He is, yeah. Ooh, so we're looking for an Scottish Israeli on NXT UK. Oof. Um, <laughs> oof. Is it Noam Dar? It's Noam Dar. I always picture him with a little, a little bit of, uh, sh- a bit of- shadow. At least shadow, yeah, I suppose shadow. I don't, I don't think of him being clean shaven. Although, as you say, I've, I've since googled, and in half of them he is, and in half of them he's got. A, I know that's, that's a tricky bit. A beard not dissimilar to what you would have, for instance. Yeah, do you know? It's kind of a, a Joe Towner. Yeah, stubble. Uh, so there you go. So success. I think you got that <laughs> after. Uh, how do you not remember Noam Dar? Five questions. Uh, well, what? How this came around was we were talking about the NXT UK Takeover show that's coming up, obviously next yeah. weekend. And I was trying to guess <laughs> what the card was, because I have no working idea. And I got every match, not first time, but I eventually worked out who all the people in the matches are. And the last one that came down was Travis Banks versus who? Mm. I could not for life me work out who the fuck it was. Uh, no, I'm there, just completely away from my brain. Mm. Uh, uh, he's wrestling Travis Banks, it turns out, at that takeover show. Is he? Yeah. Do you know who's not on that takeover show? Jordan Devlin. Oh. But they're doing like Dave Mastiff against Joe Coffey in what's sure to be a horrendous match. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not interested in that promotion. No, you picked the right show to go to on the thirty first of uh of August. Oh but the this, well the promotional war <laughs> is fully on. Let me let me run through the card for you for this takeover, right? Travis Banks against Noam Dar, Dave Mastiff, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, against <laughs> against Joe he Coffey. Must have. He was on no ITV show. Uh, against Joe Coffey in a last man standing match. Well, well whoever just gets blown up the quickest is going to lose. That oh, theoretically. God, I'm fucking last audience member watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, ironically, none of the crowd will be standing during that match. Um, triple threat match for the tag team titles right Zach Gibson and James Drake champions mm. against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster and sit yep. yourself down for this team Mark Coffey and Wolfgang uh, Tony Storm against Kaylee Ray for the women's title should be alright mm. and then Walter Tyler Bate in the main event so no Jordan Devlin, no Pete Dunne, no Trent Seven, etc., etc. But you get sure. Dave Mastiff, so sure look. Uh, so let's talk about wrestling then. Quite Hello. a newsworthy week. Yeah. So first of all, AEW all out, all out of wrestlers. Oh. Well, definitely all out of uh, John Moxley because he's confirmed that he's not going to be able to wrestle on the show mm. due to this 
just this elbow injury he's, he's had apparently this MSRA infection of his elbow uh, so he was scheduled to wrestle Kenny Omega at the event Kenny Omega will now wrestle the former Neville Pac who just oh. who just defeated uh, Speedball Mike Bailey at OTT live in Cork oh. minutes ago that's interesting so that's the replacement match that's uh, quite a good that's quite a decent replacement it is for a tricky tricky situation yeah um, very unfortunate for Moxley obviously he's been having quite a good time of lately he wrestled in the G1 put some very good performances in kind of building his name outside of WWE and then I mean I think this definitely hurts AEW the most because All Out is kind of their I guess their unofficial launch of their their I, I realize they're not going to be on TV for another month afterwards, but it kind of feels like the launch of their their TV life the as era. a proper, you know, regular promotion. So the fact that he's going to be out of it, and I mean, I, I understanding is based on his tweets that he'll be back for the the TV launch, but you know, yeah, it's not a big long term injury. It's just just bad. unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, also, Phoenix was injured at a big time wrestling show the other day. Hurt his leg, but then apparently he's uh, scheduled to wrestle last night. Uh, yeah, on social, he should be okay too. For the he's Mexican, match. you know, they're like they don't stop. <laughs> Here we go till he's fifty. Yeah. Well, that's because the the Mexican wrestlers don't like bump flat. They do like they roll all their bumps, so they're actually all right. They don't take that many bumps to the back. Um. So that's the story with AEW. Uh, still, it, I'm still interested in the. Obviously, it's going to be a you know really big, important historical show, but that does kind of hurt it because to me, Moxley is by far like the hottest person in that promotion. He's also I can't, can't the, think of anyone else who I'm that kind of interested in. Maybe Cody because he's been having some. Uh, what about Sean like, Spears? Who? I don't uh, know who that is. The t- ten bloke, perfect ten lad. Oh, um, she's a perfect 10, but she wears a 12. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, well, the thing with Moxley is he's the the biggest name, maybe aside from Chris Jericho, that a, that a WWE, like an isolated WWE <laughs> fan would recognize. WWE slob. Um, WWE slovenly ape would recognize. <laughs> um, One of the people that buys a belt and takes it to the event. They buy a belt, they take it to the event, they wear it. They'll do a YouTube unboxing of the belt. Yeah. And put it in like a display case. Yeah. Um I mean it'll have all their fat thumbprints all over anyway, so it's gonna look Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um says the fat man doing a wrestling podcast. Um so that's definitely a big loss for them there. I th- Will it ultimately make that big a difference? Maybe, maybe not, depending on who you consider the target market for this kind of show. Uh, you still have on on All Out, uh, Adam Page, Chris Jericho for the world title, Pac, mm. Kenny Omega, the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta against the Dark Order, the former Super Smash Bros, Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks in a, a ladder match. That should be very good. Okay. Uh, Cody versus uh, Ty Dillinger <laughs> in a singles match. Oh. 
Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. That one should be quite fun. A 21-woman casino battle royal. Uh, still, still going with that old casino uh, thing. Total bollocks. Uh, winner of that will receive a match for the inaugural women's world title. Uh, then you have Rio against Hikaru Shida. And Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. So that's looking like a fun little card. That'd be a good card. I think it'd be a good card. Um, so we better buckle down, Joe, because competition's on the way. WWE is muscling their greased physiques into the podcast game, brother. Uh, what? They're going to be doing WWE podcasts. Coming to the Endeavor Network, whatever that is. Or with Endeavor. Endeavor will be the company that they do the podcast with. I believe the Bellas podcast is already being done with that company. So. Wow. Oh, does that already exist? I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure that's uh, really interesting. <clears throat> you can listen, Joe, but you can't touch. I mean, I won't do either, if you're honest. But... <laughs> <laughs> what um, what WWE podcast do you want to hear? Um, I'd like to hear um, uh, what's his name? Sam. Um, I don't even know his name for this joke. I give up. Sam. You know the the twat. Oh, um, the one who did Ricky Gervais show. Uh, what is his name? God, I can't these fucking jabroni's names. I can't even bury them. Okay, let's see if I can find it here. Sam Roberts. Roberts. Sam Roberts. Yeah, I want to hear him <laughs> reviewing um, the SummerSlam pre-show. <laughs> I actually don't want to hear him talk about anything. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Ow! Shots fired. Oh, God. You know what the worst thing as well is, right? Let's have, let's have a little go at Sam Roberts. We, we've done we've done the belt collecting fatties. Let's have a go at Sam Roberts here. You uh, need first of all give up on that hair. I mean, you're not fooling anybody. Shave the old head. That that hair is clinging for life onto that head, and uh, and that beard beard also not a good look. So he's a very unfortunate looking man. I'll say that much. Uh, and a geek. Um. I will take a. Ooh, what kind of podcast would I like to listen to? I'll take I'll take the Vince McMahon, uh, Variety Hour, where <laughs> someone just stands next to Vince McMahon with a recorder for an hour, and you hear all the ups and downs and mad decisions that that man makes. And obviously, I'd listen to that. Yeah. Mm, this is good <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, no announcements yet on what the podcast will actually be, which podcast we can expect to hear, but presumably there'll be, you know, the girl Steve Austin podcast and the like. Because they did Steve Austin one, didn't they do on the network one or two Jericho ones? Yeah, I think when they got, when, when they o- get pissed off with Austin. When Austin wasn't in the mood to do it. <laughs> yeah. I think that maybe like an Edge and Christian podcast. Maybe Edge and Christian. That wouldn't necessarily be bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, Edge and Christian do their podcast already. Yeah. Like, do you think they'll just kind of poach the existing ones off the various networks? Or? Well, that's what I'm not sure what this is going to be. Is it going to be just 
what they've done with like an Austin and Jericho and just kind of brought in people that are doing podcasts? Or is it going to be like their attempt to do their own kind of programming, but just in podcast form, mm. which will obviously be horrendous? It'll basically just be like the pre-shows in audio form. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of picturing. Yeah, it could be maybe like a a modern... What was the one they used to do? The uh, the online show. Bite this. Remember that? Bite, bite that, brother. Yeah. Well, the, the, the creator's piss poor, to be honest with you. There's <laughs> just calling in and saying this weird bollocks or or that, that um michael cole taz radio show they used to do what was that oh <laughs> michael cole's like listen fuckhead <laughs> <laughs> listen fucker oh man they got all this anyway they did like a kind of legends of the ring style show that they used to do on the network on legends house on the no um J- jbl's thing no, the one with like JR and no and Mean Gene and they used to get a load of the old farts to discuss like different topics. Okay. That was really good. I can't remember was that on the network or on the Yeah it was. I can't remember what that was on. Maybe it's on the WWE.com or something. They can do a new confidential series. Obviously they can't get Mean Gene to do it anymore, but can be someone else going, Lads, wrestling's fake. And here's all the behind the scenes guff about it. And get Renee Young to do it. Could do. There you go. Uh, I would like a, I would like a Daniel Bryan podcast. Yeah. I'm just talking about the environment or something. So uh, NXT, as we know it, is unfortunately going to come to an end because they've made the boneheaded decision to move it to the USA Network and move it to two hours, not realizing that the whole appeal of NXT in the first place is that it's only an hour long. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with the two hours uh, NXT every week. Because um, the good thing about NXT was, obviously I watch NXT with my brother when I get a chance. But the good thing is that you could fall two or three episodes behind and you can very quickly catch up. If you yeah. need. Like the week before a takeover catch up. If it's two hours long, I don't know if I fall even one episode behind that I have time to catch up with it. Mm. Um, and again, I think... I think the thing about NXT is the brevity of it. Like, there are certain acts on NXT that, to be frank, uh, I've given the no hoper label. Oh, and the, in its current model, you only see them once every the couple of weeks. No hoper label. The old uh, Forgotten Sons and the, the old uh, Kona Reeves and the like of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if NXT is two hours, you're going to be seeing the. Okay, you're going to get the good bit. You're going to get the shit bit every week. Yeah, that's not good. So I don't know. Um, obviously, with the last takeover, I was kind of not that thrilled about it anyway. So I wonder if if I need to maybe take another little break from NXT. Because this is what I did before. I, I watched NXT back during, I guess, what some would consider like the golden years of the like Neville, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens coming in, Balor, Nakamura, Rude, etc., and then I kind of dipped out for a year. Yeah. During like the NXT heyday of like Drew McIntyre when the Undisputed Era kind of formed. And then I came back in just as guys like Andrade, Gargano started having those like really great main events. And kind of that takeover became that show that like every 
couple of months was like a really great show. Mm. So I kind of stopped watching for a year or so, and then I dipped back in. But maybe it's time again to... Obviously, I'm going to give the two-hour thing a try, see how the first few weeks of it go, but if I have to take a break from it, it's no big deal. I'll maybe step out for a year or so again. Because two hours, even only two hours a week, is not really a commitment that I can, that I can, I can give. One hour was fine. I can watch one hour a week. Or two hours every two weeks, let's say. But I don't know. It's maybe going to be a bit too long. Also, I don't know if... Uh, it, because it's going to be on the USA Network, is that going to impact... No pun intended. How we get to... Is it going to still be on the network? Are we still going to get to watch it? I don't it's know. It's going to be on the network 24 hours later. Right. So it shouldn't be a problem watching it. Just At least over here. Obviously, we're not watching you're not it live. Not live, yeah. Okay. Um, so Ken Shamrock is returning to Impact Wrestling. Finally. <laughs> One of the inaugural the champions in the company. Yeah. Former well NWA champion at the time, two thousand and two, mm. uh, coming back for what I don't know because he's like sixty years old at this stage. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But uh, you know, still a name. Still a name. Funnily enough, uh, I mean, a name from over two decades ago. Well, you know, Goldberg. <laughs> true. I mean. So, it's not yeah, that different. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm sure he's as good as Goldberg these days. Oh, I'm sure he can, yeah. I'm sure it's better than Goldberg. Do you reckon he's still able to do that standing Hurricane Rana he used to do? Um, uh, well, I doubt it's got any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he can still do an ankle lock. I'm sure he can do the, the side belly to belly and an ankle lock. That's all you need. That's really all you need. Exactly. Uh, do you reckon he's still on odd steroids or? Uh, yeah. Why not? It's hard to give him up, really, isn't it? I mean, you know. Uh, this is Ken Shamrock. Let's not forget who, in his last few MMA fights, fair enough, he's in his fifties at this stage. I don't know what fucking athletic commission is letting him, uh, you know, fight for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, of course, the guy who lost to uh, Kimbo Slice. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget. And uh, looked like shite every fight he had. Um, so, undoubtedly, get ready for some of those infamous Hulk Hogan punch bumps. <laughs> People will be taken for Ken Shamrock's sluggish little arms. And, uh, and he's on his way back. Um, is Shamrock he's not in like the Hall of Fame or anything but like the WWE Hall of Fame is that potentially a name that they might go to down the line do you think I could see that I could see that yeah yeah Yeah, I think they'd have to get a bit more um, through there the kind of existing list but I can see Shamrock having enough name value yeah I mean obviously King of the Ring is going on now he's a former King of the Ring he is a former King of the Ring he is Former tag team champion and intercontinental champion. Champion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, former member of the corporation. Yeah. Lest we forget. Back in the day. Mm. Uh, Becky Rollins. Becky Rollins. Soon to be Becky Rollins. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Uh, engaged. 
And apparently Finn Balor married. So he he, he kind of elbowed his way and still their thunder there. But uh, Yeah, good Good for all them. Congrats to all of them. Yeah, well done. Well it done. won't last. It's wrestling, but still, you know, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I would say keep an eye on Seth Rollins' telephone. Make sure he's not tweeting any winky pics out of it. With his little uh, springboard penis on Boing. And then, as we've mentioned, finally, uh, that OTT show ended a few minutes ago. It doesn't seem like there was too much, again, notable on it. It seemed like a good show. I don't see any announcements made for any future shows on it. Barry can confirm with us when he's back. Uh, Next week, it seems like a a good show, nevertheless. Jim Dore versus David Starr. Could be, could be. Because, uh, of course, there is a Dublin OTT show on the 7th of September, the day before I go for my nice steak in Dublin, Ooh, which, I, which I will be attending. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, ooh, gotta have them steaks every couple of years. <laughs> uh, I actually went out for a nice steak the other day. Oh, yeah. Uh, the old pub around the corner. We went out on Friday evening for a nice little steak. That was very nice. Oh, yes. What was the uh, was cut? Uh, I well, I'm a big sirloin guy. Ooh, very nice. I don't know why, because it's the cheapest one, but it's just the one that I like the taste of the most. I I'll have I'll have any steak really. I'll have a strip loin. Yeah. I'll have a T-bone. I'll have a ribeye. I'll have whatever. But I do prefer a sirloin. Uh, I know a good place that does a sirloin. It's called the Bountiful Cow there in London. One of my favourite steak places. Oh yeah, brother. Time. Oh yeah. Uh, if I ever go back to London and it's closed, I will cry. Um, but look forward to my FX bookie. I'm going to have a sirloin, and they do it in oh, sizes of ten ounce, twelve ounce, all the way up to a sixteen ounce steak. Boing. Uh, so I might have a little springboard penis myself when I'm <laughs> having that Ooh, <laughs> Right. So that's all the news we have for um, this. That's, that's the news and the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us once again, episode 445 uh, in the bag. Um, check us out on all the usual channels, chairshoppodcast.com. Send us an email about literally anything. Uh, movies, all the other stuff, whatever you want. Life, um, movies, random. music, video games. It's very much the twenty questions. Very much quiz. Yeah, yeah. yeah quiz ideas. Um, yeah, remember that? What was the quiz? Who was it? Was it Shane? Who did that quiz where we had to guess what one of us? Oh yeah, that was great. Yes, possibly the best quiz we ever had. I'll be honest. Uh, what about that quiz last week where the parade's over and Patterson's here? Yeah, that was all right. Um, so, yeah, get in touch. Uh, follow us on the, the Twitter.com. Um, next week is... So, I think, yeah, so, New Japan's on the Saturday. Yeah. So, hopefully, we'll be doing a podcast on the Sunday. Cool. Um, if anyone's going to New Japan show, give us an old tweet. You can uh, get your picture taken with, with Tony at the show. I'll be outside uh, with my gimmick table. Is the meet and greet early before the show? Yes, fifteen dollars uh, for the meet and greet. That does not include a picture. Uh, picture's twenty-five. Yeah, Joe. By the way, like um, who was the wrestler that one time who made the big deal <laughs> of it? 
uh, doesn't like people who come up and just ask for a photo without buying any yeah. merch. No, so. no, please buy something first. Um, I will also do one of those um, photos like Missy Hyatt where I'll actually get in bed with you. <laughs> uh, no, that was Sunny, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, Sunny, yeah. For 300, uh, we can do a, a posed picture in bed. Yeah, no funny business. And for one grand, he'll do whatever you want. Yeah. Woohoo! Hello! Um, um, so, yeah, tweet, tweet, tweet us about that. And of course, it'll be all out next Saturday as well. And the NXT show, so it's going to be a packed show. And me and Barry will do the same at the OTT show on the 7th of September. No pictures without a purchase, though. I will have packets of fruit pastilles in my pocket if you want to buy one. Uh, Then we can take a photo of that. Uh, And that's it. That's it. That is it. And I was showing the bag. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Thanks for joining Uh, me, Joe. Back next week with a great uh, show for you. Until then, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from Paul. Goodbye.